Hey guys, welcome back to Big Girl Things with Tamika and Laura. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about friendships. Have I outgrown my friends? Why do some friendships change, even after long periods of time? We've all had friends in our lives who we were so close with during certain periods, and the thought of that person no longer being around seems impossible. While some friendships can also be quite complicated and involve conflict and tension, but like anything, nothing comes easy. We have to put the work in to achieve our desired friendships and relationships. But to what extent? And how do we know when it's time to call it off? Both of us, Laura and I, are in our late 20s. And our friendships have evolved over the years. A common struggle in this age bracket, though, is the question of, have I outgrown my friends? I might no longer be the person I was two years ago. So have I outgrown my friends? In today's discussion, we talk about what is a great friendship? What are the different types of friendships? And what does it mean to outgrow a friendship? I feel like we're going to get a lot of hate in the beginning of this title, but please hear us out. We're not as heartless as you think. So I guess this was a bit tricky for us both. And we just Mm. really want to uh, let everyone know that this this topic isn't you know, about us and about us feeling like we've outgrown our friendships, is it, Laura? Mm, no, it's not, it's not going to be us calling our best friends bitches. No, <laughs> no, it's not no, gonna be no way. I guess for us, we really want to connect with the audience and we feel like this is the age, or I guess, in our early 20s where we start to feel like, you know, our friendships start to evolve and change. And I guess it's a, a really good time and a really good place to start having that discussion and, and connect with people and reassure um, everyone that... It's okay. Um, so we're yeah. going to have a bit of a discussion about it today. Yeah, 100%. Laura, for you, what do you think it, it means, I guess, and, and what what do you think defines a great uh, friendship? And can you describe the best friend that, friendship that you've had? Uh, thanks for that, Tamika. I think that was, um, that was a really good start. We really struggled to put that together <laughs> because, like, um, it's a really touchy topic as well. It's like this... Friendships are such a complicated thing. Like, there's so much mm. good and there's also so much learning to be done as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at every stage of life, we do develop different sort of friendships and using our experiences from our past friendships onto this one um, sometimes might not be that relevant and we find ourselves all stuck in that I'm now going a different direction. I feel bad, you know, I feel bad for leaving. I know a lot of all of my friends have... Um, have voiced this to me before as well with their own friends where they all started off at um um, I guess having um either a similar workplace or having similar experiences and they started bonding over there but as time goes by like people do grow Mm -hmm. um and then I find myself as well I'm like does it mean I'm a bad friend if I stop hanging out with this person you know, and then you kind of feel obligated. And feel guilty, yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. Um, so I guess going back to your question, what um, defines a great friendship? Um, I've got a really, really good friend um, that I've had, and I've known her since high school. I think mm-hmm. it would... I think this year would mark the 11-year mark that we've oh, wow. known each other now. But she's really far away, a million miles away. She's in Taiwan. Um, we've had the privilege of, like, traveling a little bit together. So when she was in Japan, I visited her there. When she was in Taiwan, I visited her there. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. But it's, like, one of those friendships where you really we really don't see each other for long periods of time. Um, and 
it's surprising how some friendships last um, throughout like the challenge of time, challenge of distance, mm. um, the challenge of absence as well. Sometimes uh, for some people, out of sight, out of mind, whereas in friendships, like you talk to them after three years and it's almost like you never left. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So she, I would use, I definitely use her as an example of one of the, um, the best friendships that I have just because mm. she's seen me through so many walks of life. Mm. Um, in certain ways, she brings out the the best and reminds me of the worst parts of me as well. Because um, with, with the best friends, sometimes you care for them the way you would care for a loved one as well. So I've learned over the years how to not care for her in certain ways you know I have a weakness where I somehow portray the ways that my dad used to show me love onto other people which is through um what you call that material material things and like I guess acts of service like but I, I guess for myself it shows up in materialistic ways mm. so I'll try to pay for things I'll try to I don't know anything to do with money gifts um and things like that I feel bad if I don't pay for it. I feel like, how would this person know that I care then? Wow, it goes back to those love languages, doesn't it, really? Mm, yeah, know, but it's so crazy. funny because my love language is not gifts at all. Yeah, but I wonder if that was how, you know, your dad showed you love. Did yeah, you yeah, that was definitely how yeah. he showed, yeah. yeah. Um, but then at the same time, I'm like, well, this person doesn't really care if I, if I buy her anything or not. She just wants me to spend time with her mm-hmm. um, and that's how she shows me love like she's used always used to be the mom of our group um, and she used to do things for you before you even knew you needed things to be done and other things like that and so I guess one of the the best friendships I would say has grown out of the things that we've done together mm-hmm. um, the obstacles we overcome together the nights that she was there on the phone with me while I was crying um, and it's just calling up to make sure I was okay and obviously like laughing together I think most of all we had a lot of all of these three um, three things and I think that's why it made our friendship so strong yeah it sounded like she you know brought out a lot of joy and happiness like you know you can even see like within when in you like when you're speaking about your friend mm-hmm. what was her name what is her name um Han but Han. we we've yeah. got like the same last um syllable in our name both of us are called Han so we always call each other honey oh that's gorgeous <laughs> I love that yeah. um and how often would you guys speak now we don't speak too often now just because she's and she has a lot of things going on in life. I think just as we do as we grow up, uh, we stop talking as much. But yeah, she was, she's one of the closest friends that I have, even though we're so far away. It's like whenever we catch up, there's not no explanation that needs to be done. Whatever struggles I go through, I feel like I can just tell her and she never judges me for it yeah Yeah. I think that's the important thing and that's exactly what defines a friend that no matter how long you go without talking to them that you know you know that they're always going to be there Mm -mm. and I think that's the most beautiful thing that even knowing the distance that you guys have Mm -hmm. between each other and knowing that you know you could pick up the phone or Skype or you know Facebook or Instagram and and know that she'll she'll be there and respond if it's Mm -hmm. not three o'clock in the morning (laughs) yeah I know what about yourself yeah, I guess um, yeah, quite similar to me. And I guess the question is very subjective, like you said, Laura. I think um, for me, I, I've got a, a best friend. I've got a couple of best friends. But in terms of a childhood best friend, I've been friends with um, my friend Janie for oh, 
Oh my, they, 18 years, I would say. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I see her about, you know, we try and see each other about four or five times a year and mm. we've gone through everything together. Um, we've got, we've led quite different lives. Like we went through, um, you know, and all through, we went to kinder, to primary school, to high school. You know, we got up to some mischief in our early teens. We lived together. Yeah. Like, we've gone through everything together. Now she's about to have her fourth child and she's, you know, getting married. Um, and we often joke how we talk about, you know, success in different areas as well because, um, you know, I look at her and think, like, how successful she is with her family mm-hmm. and home and, you know, where she is in life. And she says the same about me. And it's just it's so beautiful to go through those milestones together. And I think that's really great. Um, and we, like, I can message her all the time and, and know she's always there. But I think the fact is, like, she knows my family inside and out. She knows me. And I don't have to try and be anybody I'm not because, like, mm. I, we could just sit there and just watch – television I'll just talk crap and there's no judgment um but you know I've got some other best friends that um I've developed only in the the last few years and they're just great and you know I've got a friend that's moved away I was in her wedding I only knew her for probably a year or two before she asked me to be her bridesmaid and now you know I'm the um you know godmum to her daughter so it's different how friends evolve and then you know I've got another good friend that you know, lives next door. I've got one that's just about to leave. But when I think about what a great friendship is, Mm. I think, you know, for me, it includes having someone who I can be my complete self and I guess to hold and, you know, not have to hold anything back. For years when I, I guess when I was younger or when I was evolving in, you know, my early 20s, I felt like I always had to show up to be somebody I wasn't. Mm. And I felt like for me, that was because I... I didn't know who I was or I guess I was just trying to be someone I wasn't. Um, And I I think that's that, you know, finding, trying to find your place in the world, I guess, you know, where do I fit? Like, who do I want to be around? Mm. And and I think that was really hard. And for me, I think I lost my sense of identity. And I think I even lost that in, you know, previous relationships. Mm. Um, But I think it started, I think it probably started within my career and, I started to find my niche, you know, and my type of people that my flaws would start to like gently come out. And I think when people started to accept them, I started to accept Mm -hmm. them with me as well. Like things, you know, I'm, I'm clumsy or I'm quirky or sometimes, you know, I might, um, we call it like my, my inner bogan from, you know, coming (laughs) from Shepherd and it comes out when I, you know, have a bit of a joke and things like that. But people just, you know, like they laugh and, you know, that's Meeks, like, and, um, and then when my, I guess my personality comes out, like in terms of professional development or I'm always, you know, doing something like, oh, here we go, you know, Mm. but it's not making fun of me. It's just like, this is Meeks and this is who she is. So Mm -hmm. I think for me, um, I think until, you know, my friends started accepting me and I learned that, Hey, that's okay with being who I am, that I started to feel that sense of belonging, Mm. um, and I think the thing that I love most about them is, yeah, they embrace all of me. And, um, yeah, I think that's a really beautiful thing. And I think, like, a friendship can last a lifetime if it can balance between that give and take, um, provide honesty and emotional support, and respect each other's boundaries. So when I think about it as well, is like I've got some friends that, um, 
that you know even own businesses and stuff like you wouldn't have to you shouldn't have to expect a friend to say like let's pretend we're I don't know we're hairdressers or we provide I don't know like courses or whatever to a friend to say oh can you give me half price come on not can you just you know do you know what I mean like just owe it to you like we yeah. don't shouldn't have to feel like we owe things to our friends because they're our friends and I think I gave you an example um pre-show about when a good friend of mine, Grace, she's just beautiful. She's always always been there for me, always goes out of her, her way to do anything for me. Mm. And she did she was doing things on a regular basis for me and it felt like I just felt really guilty and really bad. I'm like, Oh, do you want this or do you want that for, mm. for all your time helping me? And she's like, No, it's just what friends do. But for me growing up, like I didn't really have that. I just always felt like mm. you have to, you owe something, like it has to be you know, and of course it has to be reciprocal, but like friends just do nice things out of, you know, kindness and because they love you and care about you, it shouldn't have to be, yeah, like, don't forget that. Don't leave down, you know, like, um, and I think that's been really interesting for me. You find what you want to do for your friends and, um, I guess to show love and support. That's really interesting because, like, I'm coming from, I, I look up to you very much in that area, mm-hmm. like to have that white, um, wide uh, circle of friends and connections and from different areas of life i find myself and i definitely have the have a part to blame in this um is that i feel like i struggle to make connection with people because first of all i don't open up mm. i get scared i'm so used to moving from place to place yeah. this is only temporary so you know enjoy what it is but don't mm. get too attached um like in the last two years i've moved i've moved five times um, and then I've changed so many jobs just, just because I've been searching for what I really want to do. And by virtue, you do move around. Um, and, and as is like people who you see every day, it's hard enough to maintain great friendships with them. What more of people you see, you see for a little while, you never see again. It's difficult to maintain and get to know someone. Absolutely. And I way. think, Laura, you, you, you're so right. And that makes so much sense because when I first moved to Ballarat, mm. I, you know, I made friendships and I look back on them and I think an important thing to, to think about is when your friendships do come into your life for a particular time and we I call them seasons down the track, mm-hmm. but we need to think and reflect on, okay, whilst that friendship's not particularly here in the present, what did I learn from that friendship? What can I take away from that? Yeah. Um, because when I first moved to Ballarat, I didn't hold – I didn't make – strong friendships that I I guess we don't still see each other now Mm. but when I did start to feel that sense of belonging and I guess create my I I created stability and a a home for me and I knew that I was here for a long time I think I started to open up and feel like okay Okay. I could form friendships so I think we have to really give ourselves time and um you know give ourselves that um that comfort in knowing that that will come when we start to feel a bit grounded you know, and I think you're starting, like for me, what I'm noticing, you know, you're starting to, I guess, plan, you know, your next moves in terms of career and, you know, home life and that sort of thing. And you absolutely have some, some really great friendships, but I totally hear what you mean in terms of worrying that, you know, you can't get too close close because you're going to move away. Yeah. 100%. And I think that the biggest lesson that I've learned from all of the, the friendships that I let go on didn't go deep enough is that not 
by not opening up I have so much more to lose than if I actually do open up and so this year has been truly um, the year where I've of lockdown has really pushed me to work on my friendships call them up and actually initiate conversations mm -hmm. and talk to people um, and I noticed that sometimes picking up the phone and calling is the diff most difficult part and it's the most difficult part for anyone it's not just us sometimes we think that our pe other people might be doing other things I'm not gonna ask if they want to go out with me but everyone's waiting for the invite just like just like you are absolutely and so by picking up the phone and starting to call my friends and talk to people ask them how they're going um actually started like creating the friendships that I really wanted with uh with people and I slowly learned to let my guard down let my personality out um allowed myself to have a few more what you call that um conflicts actually mm -hmm. just by being myself and putting my opinion out there actually I don't actually agree with that maybe we should not do that no I don't want to go um and things like that and, and you realize it becomes so much more playful absolutely and it, it's nice that when it can happen at work it could happen at the gym with anyone you just mm -hmm. say hey you know start a conversation the first three times it might be just a bit meh a bit high by uh, kind of touch and go and after that you one day you just start talking to that person and you become friends yeah that's huge and it just triggered something for me mm. because three key words i would say is connection vulnerability and storytelling or story sharing i think the first thing that we really need to do with people and our friends is connect like that's the first thing but, and then oh, I think one thing that I've learned is being vulnerable mm. and being able to share some of your storytelling, even with like different culture and something that, you know, I've started doing a lot on work, a lot of work on lately is, you know, culture in terms of Aboriginal people, storytelling is a huge thing and that's how we start to feel connected and that's you know through that and it's through anyone like when we start to share a little snippet from our life it's like connection and when I think about it, I just thought then in the moment that some of my key friendships that I've really grown are people I cannot even say it about you and I Laura the way why we've become so close is because we're starting to learn each other's lives and we've trusted in each other we've been vulnerable we've been able to connect and we've told our stories and that I think for people it's really important and I think that's really vital because we can learn to develop empathy um you know I think it, there, there's trust there and we can help understand each other's thought processes as well and you know why we I guess some of um you know the life choices we've made and where we are now and really value that friendship and I think that's that's really huge and, and it's key um and I think that's um people just really struggle with that vulnerability. I think that's what you were saying, Laura, around mm. just pick up the phone or people are just waiting for that invitation because when you, when you like reach out, other people start to do it as well because yeah. they can see that. And I think that's um, something that we don't do enough and, and being okay with it. Like, what are you, what are you losing? Yeah, exactly. Like the way we, we started this podcast as well, we just started with a um, mutual agreement. All right, cool. Let's do this. And, um, and it was, uh, it wasn't the point where we actually agreed to do a podcast that made that solidified. It was the next day picking up and actually reaching Absolutely. out and reconfirming, Hey, let's hang out again and let's talk about this. Um, it was, and it was scary, wasn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> for me, it was, I was like, had so many limiting beliefs around, you know, Oh gosh, like, you know, what if like, you know, what if I'm not as good enough or, you know, what if we don't connect or, you know, yeah. like, but it's. You know, I think, you know, 
when you know, you know, and I think it's, <laughs> that sounds so funny. Well, you know. <laughs> you know, you know, right? But when you connect with someone, like, I think, you know, value is a, is a key thing about it. And yeah. I think it's just, it's connection. It's that vulnerability. It's being okay to share, you know, stories and insights of your life and, yeah. um, yeah, as having the courage to do so. Mm-mm. Yeah. I, I reckon that also leads us to our, um, our next point, mm. uh, which is what are the different types of friendships? Yeah. Would you like to start off with that? Yeah, and I guess that's were quite similar, and I sort of drew on mine um, in the previous question and point. I guess I've made three points, and I know that you have two, and they're quite similar. <laughs> um, but I talk about friends that you meet for a reason, mm. friends you meet for a season and long life friendship so when I talk when I think about reason I think we we make some friendships for a particular reason and that could be through like a past relationship that you were only friends with them because you had mutual friends like you knew your boyfriend you know you you had double dates and those sort of things or you know you um your ex's sister like you guys would hang out because you'd go around to her place whatever but then you're no longer doing that now um or just through um, you know, university a bit no longer anymore. And I guess when friends you meet for a season, I like to think of these ones as um, they probably, they served a purpose for a particular time. Um, and that's okay. These are ones that we could probably outgrow. And that could be, you could be living in a particular town or, or suburb for a reason when, uh, I guess when you're working in a different, for a different role or something like that, but they walk out, you know, easily. But lifelong friendships I think are those ones that you doesn't have to be from when you were born um but I guess for a significant period and I think it's like your you know the friendship that we've both got that you know that you're going to be friends with them forever and you just know you think about it and like I said at the start of the conversation was the thought of them leaving or or you losing them it's just heartbreaking to know and I think I'm experiencing that with a like a friend now moving into state that all my all our memories are just flashing before my eyes and it's just heartbreaking to know. Um, but I think one thing I, I was speaking about with you before, Laura, is doing some reflections on, you know, when friend, sh- friendships do come and go, it's perfectly normal. And I think, you know, we evolve as we, as we get older and as our values change. Well, not our values because they never really change, but as our life choices change or our mm-hmm. circumstances. Um, but being able to reflect on okay, what did I learn from that friendship? What are some of the things I gained or learned about that person or I've took those Mm. experiences or memories from that, Um, which is really huge because everyone comes into our life for for a reason or I guess um, there's always something underlying that. Do you know what I mean? You can just grab it and take what you can. But what what about for you? Yours were a little bit similar, but I'd like to hear your take on it. Oh, I, I don't know, because I, I like the concepts that you've put out, but at the same time, I feel a bit conflicted because I used to have those um, expectations mm. when I went into a relationship. Maybe it's just my problem that I go way too deep. <laughs> and, um, but I, when I connect to someone, I give my everything. Like, mm. I'll go full in, I'll be open, I'll share things with them, I'll be there for them. But I've got, I've been burnt a couple of times yeah people don't reciprocate they don't feel the same way um which now reflecting in 27 years old this mm-hmm. year it's mm-hmm. like i can see i can see why and people are allowed to not choose you back even friends um intimate relationships um 
people can choose otherwise and that's completely fine mm-hmm. um but i think i didn't really deal with it per mm-hmm. se i think and that dragged on for a couple of years in my in my mid-20s where i was afraid to go too deep i was afraid to share share things in in fear of like okay what if i lose this person now Absolutely. but i also felt i've always been a weirdo since high school to be honest <laughs> like i I'd, I'd rather be alone mm-hmm. than hang out with people i don't really gel with if that it's makes a, sense a lot of people do I, I'm, I'm the same and i think to add on that i think i'm one for quality than quantity i think as mm. you get older you learn to value you know your friends that you do have and you hold on to them and really put everything into them and exactly what you're saying. And, yeah. you know, you think about how much your friendships have evolved from like high school or uni where you had lots of these acquaintances, as you'll talk about in a sec, mm-hmm. um, and then how many just close friendships that you have now that you just hold on to tight and you just really nourished. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it has always been it has always been that way. It's like even since high school would be like, or I could either hang out with, I just changed schools, so I could either choose to hang out with the popular kids and have some friends, or I could not, and I didn't, I wasn't really all about that, that gossiping mm-hmm. and talking about other people, and I just wasn't about it, so I was like, nah, <laughs> I'm going to be myself in the library um, until I found some friends I actually like to hang out with, and so I think so for that reason, I tend to keep my friends, uh, my friend circle quite uh, small, because you've got your for me there are three types of friendships are your three minute relationship uh, sorry three minute friendships which are acquaintances mm-hmm. three hour friendships which are um, the friendships you have deep and meaningful conversations with um, and then you've got your three day friendships which um, is someone that you will feel like you could go on a holiday with someone mm-hmm. you feel like you're yourself around I like that mm-hmm. yeah so for me I feel that sometimes this is me reflecting, obviously. Um, I used to like the idea of having lots of um, lots of friends around me. The idea of having lots of three minute friendships, like you know, feeling like I'm being included, like people want to be around me. The fear of being alone, basically, of just trying to mask that with friends and people around me. But then, as I grew, I realized that I I really want more of those three hour friendships where mm. we could share more actual conversations talk about real things um and meaningful things actually care for someone be it beneath the how's your day going oh that was good that was terrible oh good luck with that kind of thing absolutely um and but i feel like even though i really like that it doesn't replace the fact that i feel grounded when i've got my best friend beside me yeah and that's someone who's just like um, neutral she knows exactly who you are and you don't feel like you've got to be someone that you've put together absolutely got all your shit sorted you know uh, it's just so different I don't it's it is and I something else that like is probably worth adding on to that is you don't I think as we get older our time becomes more valuable you know you don't want to just wasted on these surface level conversations you want them to be deep and meaningful and you want to have that connection like you know you think about you know ourselves where you know we are we do leave it lead a, a busy lifestyle so we really value the time that we do have I'm one that I I'd say I'm between introverted and extroverted like okay. I I get my most of my energy 
oh, I think I'm a balance, but I like me time. Like I need me time to recoup me where I've got a best mm-hmm. friend next door to me. She, um, she needs friends to be around her and that's where she gets her energy and she gets lifted up. So I guess we both, we had to meet in the middle there and be like, oh, how are we going to work this out? Because so now we have like a set time that we catch up every week and it's very, you know, we make sure like they're actually really deep conversations. It's probably, you know, we do a lake walk um, and we have some really good conversations, but where I'm not one to, you know, like I used to feel really guilty if I wasn't being around all the time. Like we live next door to each other, but like for me, I need you know, me time to recoup so I can be available to have those deep and meaningful conversations, if you know what I mean. Um, And I think, I think that's okay. I I think there's so much pressure to feel like, oh, I need to have so many friends. And I've gone through that. Like I probably went through that just recently in the last Mm. two years. I was like, oh, far out. Like I'm not doing enough. And then I realized that like I've got another friend that up the road, she's very, very social. Like she's doing something every night. Um, yeah, just like, you know, all the time she's always got so many social events on. I'm like, I do not have the energy for that. (laughs) I could not show up, but that like, that's okay. Like people are really different. They have different needs and different friendships. And I think we really need to redefine what that is. Um, because you could, it's the same thing as what we were talking about earlier. We could go to a a dinner. I've got a number of, you know, I've got a friendship group of around 10. We go out for dinner. Mm -hmm. There's one friend that might come. She might stay for half an hour, an hour. We'll have one drink or not even drink. And then she'll go. Mm -hmm. I've got, I've got another one that, um, you know, she might, uh, stay until, you know, 10 o'clock, have a few drinks and go home. There's a couple that will just party all night and that like, mm-hmm. that'll be it. Do you know what I mean? There's different yeah. sort of settings and that's okay. I think what a friendship would be good at doing is accepting you for who you are mm-hmm. and for what you bring. So it's the same, what you were mm-hmm. saying, if you want to show up and, and not drink or not do a particular activity, then that's okay. You've showed up like that's the main thing. And it, mm-hmm. it, we need to really think about that. Like what's the purpose of this friendship? It's not about to come here and drink mm-hmm. or, you know, eat, eat like, you know, whatever food's on the table, whatever it's about. I think it's about that connection. Yeah, and I think 100%. we need to go deeper than that. Um, yeah. And I've definitely mistaken three-hour three hour friendships for three-day three friendships. Like, I just expect them to... I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The expectation and assuming that someone will be a certain way is definitely... Um, it's, not, it's not a good and healthy way to go about any relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that that also doesn't allow the other person to surprise you, to show you something different, Mm -hmm. um, to care for you in a a different way than you thought was possible. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I've, like, it's just crazy. Like, I've gone on about this for so long. Like, I've just got so many different friendships. Like, I've got another really good friend, and she's Mm -hmm. in... Um, gosh, I'm not going to quote her age because she'll kill me, but I think she's in her, (laughs) you know, 40s, maybe... Maybe 40s or late 40s, but she's um, she started off as my PT, and we have become the most closest. Like, we message every day. Every day we message and email and catch up. We keep each other, you know, accountable. And that emotional support, I think, is really key. So if you – I think – in different friendships, we can provide and be provided something different. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? I think, like, our friendship, like, you inspire me. You keep me accountable. Um, we've got similar values. Like, we can just sit there and be so aligned with 
um, you know, our goals and, and our visions. You know what I mean? Where I've got another friend that I'm like, I know I could call her up any day for a wine and she'd be like, let's do it. I've got <laughs> another friend that'd be like, what am I going to do with my life? There's like just so many different types of friendships. Yeah. Um, and one friend doesn't have to have it all because yeah, we, yeah. that's why we have multiple or, you know, our, you know, another thing I'm just rambling here, but we are the most, what's the saying? We become like the five people we spend the most time with mm. and it's actually proven. So you think about the five people that you spend the most time with, yeah. we We'll start picking up things. Like, I pick up Matt's sayings all the time and different things that he does. Um, I've got, like, my, um, you know, a couple of my best friends. I'll, like, my my vision might be, um, you know, like... I don't know, somehow influenced by what they've said. So there's there's different things, like, and I think that's really important to remember who you're spending your time with. Mm-hmm. So if you do have some toxic friendships or people you're like, I don't want to be like that, Mm-mm. then really thinking about, okay, do I need to spend, you know, less time with this particular person because they're not bringing out the best in me. So just something, yeah, to think about. Laura, for you, what do you think it means to outgrow a friendship? Oh, touchy, touchy mm. subject. <laughs> um, I feel like okay, drawing drawing from an um a personal experience, like I've had a friend in the past do a lot for me mm-hmm. without us uh, without me having to ask for anything back in uh, sorry haven't asked me for anything back in return. So they've just kept giving and giving and giving. But came the time where I feel like my lifestyle choices were completely different from them like I started on my health kick I was going to the gym I wanted to eat healthy and things like that it just wasn't aligned every time we met up we were eating mm-hmm. um, and they would do and we were all doing things that I started to grow out of my mindset started to change I started to read more started to listen to more podcasts do more things and and I felt really bad for not hanging out with them anymore um, until until Pat asked me, he's like, well, if you didn't know them from before, let's say you've met them now, um, would you hang out with them? Wow. And I said, no, I wouldn't. Wow. With the Laura now hang out with them, I wouldn't. And that really made me think. I was like, but I'm not the type to just forget what someone's done for me. He's like, but you don't have to forget though you can still be friends you know you just don't have to hang out all the time anymore that's huge isn't it it's so true though yeah um i think in and with that that's that's um allowed me to let go and grow into the person i actually want to grow into because i feel like a part of me held back what i was doing and i was a bit shy about it as well because i felt like i couldn't bring that back to my friends that was almost like um a sign of betrayal Mm -hmm. i'm now growing apart from you and this is who i've become which i don't now looking back now now that it's become like um a part of me now and i've accepted it that people do grow apart um i've i i like to think of it like um holding on to expired milk like holding on to expired milk is not going to bring it back to life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you know like um, if anything, the longer we hold on to it, the more we resent these people for holding us back mm. when they've really done nothing wrong. Mm. So I've I've learned to let go and give space for us to grow apart. And if we do eventually grow back together again, 
because of life experiences, life choices, then there's no grudge. That's so true. What is it? If you love something, set it free. If it comes back, it's meant to be. Yeah, like, I love how you said that. That's, I love rhymes. <laughs> oh, it's so true, though, and I think um, I like that because I think it's doing a disservice to yourself and to the friend if you end it without communicating. Mm. I think you don't know what you don't know, and if you don't have the conversation and address what, you know, what's going on and what you're feeling is, you know, something that we had a conversation earlier about, then how's that friend going to know? Or, you know, how are you providing them the opportunity to change? Yeah. That's true, though. I've never thought about it that way. I know that that might, I might look like a massive bitch now here, not thinking about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> just, it's kind of just left and, and gone. It's like, how do you exactly, it's, I'm thinking about it this way. Let's say this person is still around in your life and mm-hmm. things like that. How do you then go up to them formally and say, hey, let's not hang out anymore. I don't don't think you need to. And I think, you know, Pat made a really good point around, it's about redefining that now. Like, it doesn't have to be, look, we need to break up. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I think it just means that you start putting in your boundaries. And Mm. I think, you know, like, to answer it from my point of view, I think if you start to... If you no longer look forward to the catch-ups anymore Mm. or you start to feel, you know, anxious or really uncomfortable or you leave just feeling really yuck, you know, really like really low and it's taking a lot of your energy, I think you need to start rethinking about it. And I think it would be a natural sort of decline and I think it needs to be reciprocal. I think both you need to be give not like you know owing each other something but Mm. you need to both be bringing something into the friendship you know Mm. whether that's you know i'll i'll give you advice i'll the other person listens or you know Mm. you need something in a friendship and i think you you need to have both your needs met i think um i think like a conversation needs to be had if there's harsh feelings or there's toxic vibes within there you know someone's hurting someone's feelings something's happened i think we need to communicate and put our boundaries in place because Mm -hmm. you know if we don't do that like we need to stand up for ourselves like these are friendships and I think what I love about one friend is she calls me out on my shit like Mm. um I think it was great that my friend the other day she pulled me out because we also you know work together she she won't mind that I'm talking about it she was like Meeks I just I need to talk to you about something I was like yeah yeah she's like I just didn't like how you you did that in that meeting or whatever, I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I didn't even realise. She's like, yeah, no, no, that's all right. I just wanted to, like, draw it out. Or, like, another time she was like, did I say something wrong? And then I was like, mm. oh, why? She was like, I just felt like, you know, you are a bit upset after I said said such and such. And then I reflected on it because I hadn't had the time to reflect on it. I was like, then I replied and because this was over email message or whatever. And I was like oh, actually, I think I was triggered by something you said. Yeah. And it was my internal stuff. It was like, you you said something, but I internalised it this way. And then we actually ended up having a conversation. Like, we ended up catching up and I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, you know what? I don't think you meant it this way, but this is how I internalised it. So I think it's really communicating. And I think that's what's so good in a friendship when you can be like, hey, what you did the up? Like, just putting it out there. Um, Yeah, okay. I've got some friends that we can just be like, and it's like what me and Matt do as well. Oh, pull your head in. Don't talk like that. Like, snap out of it. Yeah. So, like, 
Grace and I will laugh. It was really bad today, though. We were in a um, in a professional meeting, and she said something, and I like <laughs> I said, "No, you're not." Like just really stepped on it, and then she like whacked like whacked me. I'm like, and then we had to like say on the meeting, "I'm like, sorry, we do this all the time," and it was just like really inappropriate. But it was um, it was funny, and I think we need to bring that playfulness into our friendships as well. That's like, true. Things don't have to be all serious all the time. Like I think. You know, absolutely, if feelings are involved, you know, we need to challenge it. But, like, bring a little bit of soft compassion in and be like, come on, like, what are you doing? That's not okay. You know, how can you be make it non-confrontational? Because yeah. we hate confrontation. Oh, yeah, everyone hates it. You know? Yeah. So, like, how can we do it in a way of... Um, or, like, in a sort of side note, what's something that I, like, a little tactic that I like to do is, like, just drop it in, like... Yeah, the other day when you, you know, you said that nasty thing to me, I was like, what the hell did you like, you know, how dare you say like, and then I'll laugh it off and then they'll give the person an opportunity to be like, oh, to either raise it or leave it. Do you know what I mean? Like you're providing them that like, you actually hurt my feelings the other day. I'm just like putting it in a little like side note. Um, Let's just see if you follow it up. But I don't know. There's so many different, you know, different ways to tackle these things. But I think when we... Talk about outgrowing friendships. I think it's when you longer feel when you no longer feel like that friendship serving you or you both anything, and it's becoming more of a burden than you know a positive vibe. Life is way too short to be wasting it on, um, you know, negativity and um, just being hurt and really belittled. It's it's not okay. But I think we always need to provide the opportunity to work it out and to deal with it. Um, and yeah, yeah, 100%. I think, like, for, for example, um, uh, turning, turning the tables around, changing roles. If, if I expect my friends to keep up with what I'm doing or be exactly how I am, then that's very self- selfish of me as well. Because, um, like, for example, I like, I like to live life a bit more intense. <laughs> Um, than the regular person. A lot of friends have told me before, like, was more just slow down, just take a chill yeah, pill. Yeah, just... that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> just take it easy. You're doing really well. Like, you should just slow down. You should calm down. And in my head, I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. I just have this, I just have this innate, like, thing inside me that I have to go, go, go. Like, and mm. I enjoy it, actually. And that's okay. Mm. I do enjoy the challenge. Like, I have, like, the way I look at it is I've got this one life. Um, and if there's a hundred steps to be the best potential that I could be in this life to be the most compassionate, the most successful, um, and the most loving, caring person that I could be in this life, I want to get there as fast as I can. So, you know, whatever I love growing and love reading and stuff like that. And sometimes I change so quickly and I don't blame my friends for not keeping up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by virtue that looks like we're growing apart. So like, it would be very selfish of me to expect expect my friends to say, hey, this is me now, and you'd accept me exactly the way I am. Like, they still do have a choice. Mm-hmm. Like, whether we grow together, we grow apart. But yeah. I love what you said about making it fun, making it playful. I think mm-hmm. that solidifies any any friendship, any Absolutely. relationship. If you can laugh with that person, if you can put fun at them, like, life is so much better, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. It really is. Oh, this has been a, a long one and, and like we could talk for ages about this and I think it's because it's it's something that's so so deep and meaningful for us both. Like and it's it, it is for everyone, relationships and friendships. It's it's a part of our everyday life. Um 
But Laura, if there was something that you could leave the listeners with today, mm-hmm. what do you think that that would be? Um, I'd say, especially this is for myself as well. If I was listening, this is what I would yeah, yeah. <laughs> would um like to take away from this is to um learn how to be more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. The the best friendships come out of when you try your best to be yourself and whatever mm-hmm. that is in that moment if you're angry whether if you didn't handle a situation perfectly anything like that it might be difficult in the beginning but just trying to be yourself the way that you are um all the things that you are fear fearful of losing you actually lose more by not being yourself absolutely absolutely how about yourself for me i think i'm going to be quite short and blunt and say either work it out Work the shit out or absolutely just get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the most blunt I've been. Yeah. But I think that's advice to myself. Yeah. Um, because there's no point going around and around and around in circles in your head being like, what am I going to do? I need to work this out. But you either work the shit out, put it on the table, sort it out, communicate. If it's not going anywhere, it's time to end it. Like there's no point just going around and around it's not serving you any you know you or your friend any um you know any good i think the other thing is going back to um what i said earlier and, and to touch on what you just said it, it's about those three things i think it's connection vulnerability and storytelling you know with your friends like reach out to them and um you know develop those deeper and meaningful connections none of this surface level stuff we don't need that we can talk to our colleagues about that but if you want something you know to get more out of your friendships go deep yeah 100 well thanks for being in the podcast with me today oh yeah, that was such it a was, good topic it was um, so good. if you guys enjoyed that i hope you guys um follow us on instagram at bitgirlthings underscore podcast where we will post tidbits um and little snippets of our current and previous podcasts and it's there's also where you guys can leave us comments and let us know what sort of topics you'd like to listen to so i hope you guys enjoyed this one and we will uh definitely see you in the next one thanks guys. guys